0: The Pulse of the Hawkesbury Pulse 89.9. What's wrap? Uh, you're here tonight with the Duck Man. I've got two special guests on tonight as well Daniel Schwartzer from Hawkesbury City FC and Gustavo Yaledian. That's how we pronounce it, Gus. That's good, Gus. Yeah, thanks for joining us today, guys. Appreciate your time very much. So, it's a big honor for me to have you guys on here. Uh, I look forward to your contribution through the show tonight. What this is all about, as I said before, was the second week going this week. Uh, it's all your sports news, sports updates, results And previews, everything for the weekend upcoming So these two guys tonight uh, Daniel, he's the first grade captain And brother Mark Schwartz, a soccer hero So uh, we'll talk to him a little bit about that And a little bit about his career And Gus, he's come over to us from Uruguay He's very experienced former player and coach And I'd like to speak to him about Some of the experiences in his life coming across now So we're going to play a song quickly And then we, uh, we'll get into it so keep on listening to everybody here on Pulse FM You're with the Duckman and Daniel Schwarzer and Gustavo Hillenden Alright, welcome back to Duckman Sports Wrap here on Pulse FM Heartbeat to Hawkesbury As I said, got special guests tonight Got Daniel Schwarzer from Hawkesbury City FC And Gus Udilean That's how, or right, I stuffed it up that time I think No, <laughs> that's it they will stick with that. Hopefully I don't stuff it up too many more times tonight. Uh, but NRL results from last weekend. So it was tight, close games last weekend. Had the Titans got up over the Tigers, 8 points to 6 on Thursday night. It's a pretty good game. Uh, it's a bit of a grind, but if you're not in the rugby league, that might have been hard to watch for you. So Sharks got up 18 points to nil over the Knights. So That's a comprehensive win there. Was not expecting that. Kalen Ponga made a comeback for the Knights. And the Sharks, they went into the second gear, started showing their true form that they've really got. Panthers got up 26 points to 12 against the Rabbitohs. The Warriors got up 20 points to 6 against the Broncos. That was a good win uh, up in Brisbane. Uh, had the Sea Eagles get up 25 points to 6 over the Raiders. Roosters got up 28-4 over the Cowboys. The Storm 44 points to nil over the Bulldogs, which was a big whacking, absolutely. So it's a lot of work there for Trent Barrett to do moving ahead. And uh, Eels got up 48 points to 14 over the Dragons. My stepson's very happy about that. He loves the Eels. Uh, I'm not too bothered about the Eels. They're still waiting for 9.86 to come again. Yeah, don't know if i will ever see it again. Uh, this weekend's games we've got coming up. Uh, so far already this weekend, we've had the Seagulls win 30 points to six over the Knights. Got the Warriors against the Cowboys tonight and the Broncos against the Roosters. Raiders up against the Storm tomorrow. Rabbitohs against the Dragons, Titans and Eels. On Sunday, you got Sharks against West Tigers and Bulldogs versus the Panthers. Uh, it all looks very good at the moment moving forward. So, who do you support in the NRL there, Daniel?
1: Hey, Penrith through and through.
0: Penrith um, through and through.
1: Yeah, I live out there now, and yeah, it's not, not, pretty hard not to support them.
0: Yeah. So, you've been a local boy around here all your life. I know you started off playing soccer at Richmond RSL.
1: Yeah, mate, yeah, I yeah, grew up in in the Hawkesbury. Um, left here when I was 21. So, but yeah, definitely still call myself a Hawkesbury boy, true and
0: through. Yeah percent what about yourself Gus you've been in Australia just telling us before you've been in Australia for 7 years now so what's yep. your time been like while you've been in Australia
2: It's beautiful yeah I like to be here
0: Yeah it's, it's good country
2: Yeah excellent excellent yeah, Do you Safety. follow
0: do you follow any other sports outside of football
2: Not only for only football only Tennis fo- sometimes tennis Yeah and basket but all the rest I have no idea
0: yeah, no, that's alright. There's, there's plenty of time, there's plenty of <laughs> things to see in Australia. What was your time like in Uruguay? Can you describe it to people who haven't been there before? I've never been over to Uruguay.
2: Oh, it's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful people, so friendly. You're talking about people, mm, the, the culture. It's, uh, it's an excellent, excellent place to live, but it's a little bit unsafe. Yeah. So that's why I choose this country, for my kids especially. Growing up.
0: Yeah. Who's your favourite footballer?
2: Luis Suarez. It's my friend. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. was my customer. Yeah. Because uh, he lived 200 metres from my home in Uruguay.
0: Yeah. I was wondering if you were going to say Luis Suarez. Uh, I saw a picture your son got with Luis Suarez. So.
2: Always. Because he, he was my customer. I I, I had a shop, uh, like a um, little shop, like uh, AGA. Uh, what was it called um,
0: Oh yeah, like the IGA or a Coles or something, something like that. Yep.
2: And Suarez all the time because he lives 200 meters from my place. And he went to buy and talk to us and everything, and always take pictures with my kids and with uh, with all my family. So yep. an excellent person. Excellent person. Yeah.
0: That's good. That's good to hear. I like to hear good stories like that because Luis Suarez didn't always get the best rap, so. Oh, uh, yeah. I liked him very much when he played for Liverpool. He has a good signing on transfer day deadline from Ajax. He's a good pickup. So.
2: It's, it's completely different um, outside the field and inside. That's maybe England people, they confuse, especially Liverpool, some some crowd, they hate him because he's a, you know, a lot of spots, like he bites and everything. But it's because he's turning crazy in the field. Outside, it's a very. Humble people is is excellent to talk. Is so friendly and it's so um, hospitality. You know, with with people is doing a lot of things to the government in Uruguay. Now yep. him, him and Cavani and all of the players, yep. the superstars. They
0: they call players like that in Australia. They say you got white line fever because you go over the field and you click the switch and then you're in that's game it. mode. So yeah, he wants
2: to win. That's he focused to win. That's.
0: That's why he is laid yeah. That That's it. That's how it needs to be. So we'll go uh, – we'll keep rolling through these games here. So we'll talk about some of the games that are coming up. Uh, the NRL this weekend, as I said, got Warriors and Cowboys, Broncos and Roosters, Raiders and Storm, Rabbitohs and Dragons, Titans and Eels, Sharks and West Tigers, Bulldogs and Panthers. And the latter at the moment, you've got uh, Panthers on eight points. You've got Storm on six, Eels on six, Sharks on six. Seagulls and Cowboys on four, Roosters on four, Warriors on four, Titans on four, Knights on four, Broncos on four, Raiders on four, Rabbitohs, Bulldogs and Dragons on two, and West Tigers, they're a bit luckless there, they're back on uh, zero points, so yet to break the duck. Uh, We're going to go and have a look at AFL, do you follow AFL or Daniel? Uh,
1: I'm not a big fan of it, but I do, don't don't mind having a watch of it when it's on telly and I'm flicking through, especially if the Swanies are playing.
0: Yeah. Who would be your favourite AFL side Swans? Yeah, it'd be the Swans, yeah.
1: Yeah. It's the only team I've actually gone and watched play, so Oh so you have turned up and gone to some yeah, games? I've gone to three or four games and that and actually find a ten times better to go live to watch than watch on TV. There's a lot more going on behind the scenes than, than you yeah. see on TV.
0: Is it an expensive process going to the AFL compared to like the A League twenty five bucks a ticket or whatever?
1: Um I mean, it was a few years ago since I've been now, so I can't even remember what for <laughs> but um, lately now I've got season tickets with the Wanderers So yeah, yeah that gets me in everywhere
0: Yeah so You happy good. about Carl Robinson uh, getting moved on Bringing in Mark or Dan, Sydney FC man?
1: Um, mate, I'm pleased to that bring in as long as the results come up so Yeah um, See how we go, still still a lot of improvement can be made there So yeah. good to see how he goes with the full season these own two
0: Yeah, that's right so, roll into the AFL scores for uh, this weekend. So far, you've Melbourne Demons play against Port Adelaide. They won 68 points to 36 last night. you got Geelong versus Brisbane uh, on tonight, I think it is. Uh, Sydney versus North Melbourne. Richmond versus Western Bulldogs. Collingwood versus West Coast. Uh, Fremantle against GWS Giants. Essendon versus Adelaide. Hawthorne versus St Kilda. Uh, Gold, Coast, Gold Coast versus Carlton. And uh, sitting in the ladder in the AFL, you've got Melbourne up the top on 16 points at the moment, so four points for winning the AFL. That's why it looks like that. Brisbane 12, Carlton 12, Hawthorne 8, Fremantle, Collingwood, Geelong, Sydney and St Kilda all on eight points. That rounds out the I nine there. Be. Gold Coast on four, Richmond, Bulldogs and GWS on four, along with Adelaide and North Melbourne. And wrapping up the tail of the field, you've got Port Adelaide, West Coast and Essendon. All sitting on 0 Unfortunately Essendon are in last place And uh, that's how it wraps up there The A-League So this is going to be something to be passionate for the boys So the Central Coast Mariners They absolutely whacked Wellington Phoenix You have those very happy with that 5-0 result and have 5 different scorers Which is unusual normally You'll tend to get like 2 or 3 guys Will go through and route a team So it's good to see What, what are you guys made so far Have you seen any of the Mariners games?
1: Um, no, I haven't seen too much of it, um, but more greens, the, they're clicking well to this year and, and improving every week, so it's good to see,
0: good for the game. Yeah, Jason Cummings, so uh, I'm impressed, since they picked him up uh, from Dundee, he's been like a, a complete asset, uh, four assists and he's got himself about four goals as well, It works in well with Marcos Urina and it just seemed to have they're just clicking, they've just got the right mix and the Mariners have got a good mix, I think it's important for all clubs, Particularly in the A-League To develop youth And bring that through And I can't say that Every Well Perth sitting last On the A-League ladder And I don't think They've got as much youth Coming through as The Mariners And some of the sides Sitting above them Unfortunately for them So And some young guys Melbourne City They absolutely Belted Sydney FC 4-0 Didn't expect that To happen So uh, Is that something So how much You keep your eye On the A-League A lot A little bit
1: A um, little bit More um, More so Wonders, uh,
0: but it's always good to see senior saying at Walt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. To it's, it's good outcome. You happy with that, Gus?
2: Yeah, I used to I used to follow before Melbourne City because he used to play Bruno Fornaroli yeah. and which he invited me to go to a game, and, and the the only game he invited me to go with Santi Santiago. Remember the game, the player we bring to Hawks? Yep. Yeah. In that game was a FFA cap against um how Hakoa Hakoa isn't. Yeah, Hakawa yeah. Sydney. Yeah, he broke his legs, so he never invite me anymore. He say, "Guys, you never go to another, <laughs> another game." Yeah, but that's that's a but tough now, call. Now I follow now I follow Perth Glory because yeah. he's in Perth Glory. <laughs>
0: Should uh, he's probably gonna say, "Stop following me." No. Yeah. Perth Glory's no yeah, good he now. Told so. me already. Yeah. yeah, you could always tell him it's just him, but then again, he's playing for the Soccer Ruse now. So. Oh,
2: he's so happy, yeah. so happy to be here, so happy him and his family. To yeah. live here and to, you know, he get all the papers to get the citizenships, yeah. and he he's so he, he 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 told to the people on the TV. I saw him last week. Is he's, he's so um, he, he he is will put all effort to qualify to the World Cup. It's no know, he knows it's so hard because you have to play against Peru. Yeah,
0: which is and Peru beat the soccerers last time they played Peru three, is a 3 great nil, team I think it's, yeah.
2: It's a, yeah, it's a great team. Yeah. But, uh, well, you never know. It's only one game and it's not here.
0: Yeah.
2: I, I told Daniel Schreiser, we've been talking this week about that. It's only one game. When it's only 90 minutes, in football, anything can happen. That's,
0: that, that's all you get in the World Cup. Ultimately, you get one shot, one game, one chance, three yeah. matches in your pool group. you got to win at least one of them and at least one draw. You're know, not even going to make it through. The best,
2: the best example was uh, Uruguay and Australia 2006. Yeah. That's it. Mark Schreiser was a hero, <laughs> and that's it. We're out. Yeah. And we are Uruguay, the best 10 yeah. countries in the world. So, yeah. You know, at, at,
0: at the time, <laughs> I thought Alvaro Ricoba was one of the best number 10s in the world, so he ran out of legs. When he ran out of legs, For Uruguay's sure. attack... Uh, completely shut down. I can't remember if I had Diego Forlan playing for them back then as well.
2: Another one, yeah.
0: Yeah, so they had some quality players, so very good players that we're talking about here, talking about world-class guys will be talked about over the next 50 years or so. So Keep rolling on with the A-League results. So Melbourne Victory got up one point to nil, obviously, over Perth Glory, so Tony Popovich looks good at the moment. Would that be burning you a little bit, seeing him coaching a victory, not in charge of the Wanderers?
1: Look, yeah, it would have been great to keep him there, but yeah. um, he, he took his chances overseas, didn't work out for him, now he's back here, so, and you can see he's a great coach, he's doing great stuff now with, with Melbourne Victory, so, doing well.
0: Yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty happy with Popper, I reckon at the moment Popper looks like the kind of guy that's going to be probably next in line really to be covering Graham Arnold, so, for Socceroos, if we go for another Australian base coach, I think he's the next best guy that's available and he can uh, more than hold his own. Like if you look at, I, I go for Rangers, so I don't necessarily like everything that's going on in <laughs> Scotland at the moment. Celtic overtaking us and all that sort of stuff. And Ange Postacoglu doing, I hope he's doing well, but he's doing well at the expense of a team I've followed since I was a little boy. So that's very hard pill to swallow. The pop would be right up there for the top two coaches, I'd say in Australia at the moment would be Tony Popovich and... Uh, and a cobbley for sure, particularly in technical point of view. So the other A League games this weekend. So we got Adelaide against MacArthur today. So did you ever get chased up for any A League contracts or anything back in the day when you're a bit younger? Uh no, I sort of just
1: missed out in the cuff. The so I was with Marconi back in the NSL days. Um, I left them the, the season before the the uh, NSL collapsed. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> I sort of just missed out on that sort of run and had a few sniffs with um Sydney SC to train with them and stuff like that, but then a few things fell through and never never went through.
0: Yeah. we you ever kicking around with Wollongong or anything like that when Justin Pasfield was around there back in the uh, earlier 2000s or mid-2000s, no. 2010,
1: 2012? No, no I, was ne- I never never pl- went down there. Played in the Warra League for a few years. Um, but, yeah, no, I was the NPL one with the PM when they were in the NPL United. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was probably about mm-hmm. it
0: sort of thing. Yeah, that's all right. So, uh, the other games this weekend there. So, Western United against Wellington. Uh, unfortunately for Wellington, the wheels just seem to have fallen off their bus at the moment. So they're in a good position at the moment, two in the A-League. They're uh, sitting in seventh spot, but it's really a bit of an open-door thing. Other than Melbourne City, they're a shoe-in at the moment up the top, and Western United in second. Uh, after that, we've got Wanderers up against Brisbane. I'd say the Wanderers a fairly good chance really to beat Brisbane, and I'd expect them probably to do that at home if if they get the play at home. There's a lot of water around here in Sydney at the moment, so.
1: Yeah, there is. Uh, it's, it's um, he just drove past the outfields today. It's all underwater again down the Benson's there. So, but um, dare no, say so their game will go ahead. There's the world drained around there in the, in the um, comeback Stadium there. So, they'll, they'll do well. Do
0: you do you like the new stadium setup? How it is now?
1: Personally, not a big fan. Yeah. Um. I would have liked the spectators to be spread around the stadium a bit more, not just corporate all one side and everyone else spread around the other three sides. But all the gimmicks to go with the lights and the show that way, fantastic. That's good to have out there, you yeah,
0: know. I, I thought the old stadium setup was good to build, like a bit of a hostile environment for the um, travelling fans, and not so, even so much the fans, the travelling players. So. It was yeah, definitely an enigma belt built up with uh the fans being like a twelfth player, like you could see that. and I really think uh that, that was what uh the RBB did was massive for the A League in in promoting uh getting the fans engaged with the players and everything like that. That was huge. So Yeah, they
1: well they were they gave the a twelfth man sort of thing to the team. The intimidation they brought upon the other teams was was fantastic and I've been a member since stayed dot with Wanderers and it's been great. And the kids love it as well. So we're down there pretty
0: much every game. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got the Melbourne Derby on this weekend as well. Melbourne victory against Melbourne City. <laughs> it's hard, hard to tip either of them. I don't really like either of them, to be honest with you. So I hope victory wins. Just to If, if Melbourne City ran away, I don't think that's real good for league for that to happen overall. Uh, Mariners were supposed to be playing Sydney FC, but I've seen our field looks like a swimming pool a lot of water so I don't know how they're going to get that off the field up there at Blue Tongue Stadium or whatever we're calling it at the moment at Gosford <laughs> yeah. so and then you got the Jets up against the Glory so Jets and why deep-seated rival teams. so never really like got a lot of jokes about Newcastle people so I kind of hope that Perth wins this one <laughs> I can't say that I'm happy about the Jets doing well. So the A-League table as it stands at the moment, we've got Melbourne City on 46 points, Western United 38, And victories in third on 31, MacArthur fourth, 28. You've got uh, Adelaide in 28 as well, fifth, Sydney FC six and 28, now uh, Wellington seventh and 27, Mariners on 26. Uh, most of those sides underneath Sydney FC have got games in hand as well. have got to remember in the A-League there's 24, 26 games for the season. There's not a lot to go. Uh, then you've got the Jets sitting down in 9th, 22. Brisbane Roar 10th, 20. You got Wanderers on 20 points as well. And Perth Glory, I'd say, at the moment. They look like they're going to pick up the spoon and sit down in last place on 14 points. Uh, do you think Graham Arnold's going to survive as a Socceroos coach after this little World Cup campaign we've got coming up? Well, it
1: depends if they qualify. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be hard for the Keebies drop even if they do qualify. Yeah. Um, but Who knows? Too too late to bring in a new coach, so I think he's got to live by the yep. sword now. And if he qualifies, then then they can make that decision. But yeah, if they don't qualify, yeah, he's got to go.
2: Yeah, no one's so, going to go on for two games. Yeah,
0: well we tried that with the last World Cup, and I can't remember who we brought in, but it just wasn't successful. He had no time to pre- the guy had no time to prepare the team. He got given whatever he had that was left over from Ange Postacoglu, and it wasn't terrible. But how do you put together a side. When you got six weeks with them in the lead-up camp to World Cup, and then you got like three games, you got to hit the ground running. So,
2: it's a process. You need you need process to work.
0: Yeah, it's tough. It's a tough gig. So whoever gets it, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they look long term at a foreign coach uh, solution down the track. So, but at the moment, I'd say I can't see Graham Arnold stepping out. If someone comes in at the moment, I would. I would put my money, my good money, on Tony Popovich. So I don't have a lot of money, so I don't like to waste it. We've picked an Australian coach to be Popper.
2: It's like Luke Welsher says. I, I remember the last game. You know, there was a commentator in uh, Channel Ten, and he say all about it's, it's not about technique or tactic. It's, it's culture, culture. I mean, the mentality. You know, you, you have to change the mentality, like you say. You know, uh, we've been talking out of the uh, microphone. Uh, about um, mariners you know his coach from england he's got a different mind he he wants to win like we talk about suarez win not participate win so that means a lot of work focus on that that's that's uh, that's why um we shall say uh to the commentators uh, i hope to change the mind because it's the only way because tactics and techniques we are comparing with others, it's, it's you know, a little bit more or less, but you, you, everyone knows how to play this sport, you know. Yep. But, you know, the little difference is always in the mind,
0: always. Yep. hundred uh, percent. I spoke to a, a professional coach with a PhD yesterday and he said the same thing to me, so that it's a combination like the psychological will get you over there in the end, so... I think for a little while, the group has been pretty easy in Asia, in the East Asia group that we're in, and I don't think enough respect's been given to the opposition or trying to develop the national squad. So we treat it like it's a bit of a given that we'd be in the World Cup, and I think now we're in this problem where it might be generational for a couple of years to come, maybe even another World Cup to come after that. All right, let's go to another matter here. The EPL. Who's going to win the EPL?
1: we we'll flip a coin between Liverpool and Man City. Really, yep. like, probably
0: comes down to this weekend's game. 100%. Mo- Monday, I think it is, Sunday night, Monday morning, uh, got Man City and Liverpool. I think Man City are up by, is it two or three? Whoever wins it, if Man City win, they're going to put enough gap on Liverpool that I don't think they'll get pulled in. Yeah,
1: there's only a few games left, so yep. the, it's definitely, I reckon it'll come down this weekend.
0: Yeah. 100% So a lot of money at stake As I was told It's like $250 million Pop of gold Or something like that For the winner Ultimately <laughs> with Champions League Money and all this stuff It is
1: But uh, if you look at the money They're spending each year It's only it's a bit of pocket money for the <laughs> Drop in owners. the ocean it's Just imp- more bragging rights Than
0: anything Yeah So do you like the job But out of the two coaches There Or two managers And uh, the EPL uh, Guardiola Or uh, Klopp Who do you reckon Is the better tactician And the better Man-manager
1: Man, manager, I'd probably go with Klopp. Um, he's a bit more excitement to the game, and everything about him is, is, brings a
2: lot to it. So I'd take Klopp, mate, better manager.
0: Yeah, what do you think about that, Gus?
2: Uh, I go for Guardiola. Yeah. Guardiola, he growing up on the farms. He knows every tricky little things. Like as I said before, he got the the right difference you know the 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 little space to win because this is this game is too you know um uh, equalized you now on the field so is it, now in the future i think the how to how you move the pieces yeah. i mean is it how you it's, it's not only about uh, football yeah you know like like uh, like the, just t- a, the just tactical, just game. sorry yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so. What, I I love Guardiola when he, he when he with the players that what they say is is a great motivator.
0: Yeah, he was a good player he's over great the great years. He, he was a defensive midfielder and centre midfielder. He played with Barca, didn't he? Pretty yeah. sure he played yeah, Barcelona Barca. for at least ten years. So definitely, Tough. Tough yeah. yeah. He, he knows a lot about what he's doing. So we're on to you guys now. So you beat South Coast Flame last weekend four one. That's some kind of win at the moment. So that's got you sitting in first place in mm. the. The competition, first place in the club championship.
1: Yeah, that was a great win, um, especially down there. The last couple of years, we found it quite difficult to, to get a result down there. Um, but I think technically, we, did, we outplayed them for the day. So unfortunately, I picked up an injury early in the game, so I came off. But then Craig Morley came on and done a fantastic job and really set the, t- the stage for the game, and we ran away with it from there.
0: Oh, that's good. So, you, so you got Pedge Burridge playing for you at the moment. So, if anyone doesn't know, I've just given away a big secret weapon. Uh, hold control in the midfield there. So, you playing him like an anchor in the midfield? Is you playing like a ball playing centre midfielder?
1: Yeah, more of a ball player. So just sets it up, controls the game there for that sort of thing. And you have got a few young boys around him who are doing fantastic jobs. And yeah, it's it's working wonders for us so far.
2: Yeah. Marco, Marco is doing pretty well. Big striker up
1: top.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So is um uh, going to stand out young guys you got that you think will come through and really kick on with their careers in the next um, couple of years or anything? Well, for the
1: Hawks, I hope they don't kick on. I hope they stay with us because uh, they're doing a great job. But, yeah, yeah but there's, there's a few boys there that definitely could. Um, Zach Hickman, I think, uh, his last name is, um, doing a fantastic job and mate, they're, they're improving every week and I think they're learning a lot off Pedge and, yeah, it's, it's great for the club.
0: Yep. You guys got Hurstfield this weekend, uh, first, first, third. In the comp and the club championship? Yep. You're confident?
1: Mate, it's going to be tough. They're, they're big big boys. Um, they play well. going to be tough to be, especially on their home ground. Um, but yeah, anything's possible. We'll go yep. out there and give it our best and hopefully come back with a win again.
0: Yep. So where are you guys training now? Like Benson's Lane's like, if you don't take a canoe or some like floaties <laughs> or something, you're not going to be training or playing now. Where have you been playing? Where have you been training? That's, I'll just... It's hard to comprehend how well you used to do them when the whole season's been disrupted. And uh, your water polo side might do it right down Benson's lane, but no one else will. So Yeah,
1: unfortunately the rain the last couple of days, it hasn't helped again. We just drove past before, it's probably about two or three metres under water again. <laughs> so, uh, it would be a miracle if we play on it this season. So, But no, we've been training um, out at West Sydney Wanderers, yep. out there. so they've put us up on one of their grass pitches out there. And, Say like grass, it's more like carpets. It's fantastic. So yeah, um, so beautiful. yeah. So it's the closest thing you'll get from like synthetic, not being synthetic or anything. So it's 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 been great for us, and it definitely helps us for sure.
0: Yeah. So you're playing games and training there. So just games. I uh, just training so far.
1: So yep. all the games we we've been playing as an away fixture. Yeah. So where the other clubs have been fantastic helping us out and switching the the games around. So. If we do fortunately get the playback at home, then we'll get a good run of the games at home. But otherwise, yeah, we're going to have to find a different venue, whether it's at Valentine's at um, Park Lee there or, yeah, if we can get the fields at Wanderers, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. Fingers crossed.
0: Well, yeah, I would imagine you will be able to, like, share, have some sort of share arrangement with the fields, at, uh, with Spartans down there, with the Wanderers, or well, in the Wanderers yeah, themselves. Spartans
1: get their own picture at the front. Yeah. So the Wanderers, when you are dropping them seven, you see another ten pitches or something out there plus a synthetic right at the back corner where they play their youth league plays out of. Um and there's a few other clubs I think Grandpa Rage and a few a few other teams are actually Spartans, Spartans. Spartans play on the front field. On the front. Yeah, yeah so on their they're one that they've played on for years now. Yeah. Um but yeah, so maybe we'll see where we see how it goes. It is what it is. We know what the fields are and down to and as yeah. much as it sucks as we go get, get get on with life and see how we go.
0: She's got Newcastle Jets Floating around in uh, MPL 4 And the championship yep. uh, How strong are they Very it's strong this competition
1: yeah. yeah very strong Then we both through. Yeah um, Mate we're To be truthful We're only first Because they had the buyer Or well, they had um, A game washed out Last week um, I was, They'd be first On goal difference Because they're Just pumping them in Every week um, But in saying that we, we played them last year Up there 7pm um, on a Sunday On ends day Which was fun But um <laughs> Yeah, we gave him a good run, and I think the team we got this year will, will probably even go one step further. I'll back ourselves a little bit. Yeah.
0: Who was coaching them guys last year? Gary Van Egmond or something like that? No, it
1: wasn't. No, it wasn't him. Um, I'm not sure who it was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're definitely a well-drilled machine up there, and they yeah, definitely they're worthy of playing a lot higher up uh, the rest of the A League youth.
0: Ab- absolutely, I can see they really use that. So them in Central Coast use Central Coast Lightning or Central Coast United, whatever I want to call themselves, as the academy side. For the Mariners, or so it's independent, but really, you see people they do filter up and down, and I really think the Jets have got that done well. We've had a lot of players that have gone from their MPL side mm-hmm. up and come back as well. Young guys, it's a good opportunity. So, there's someone up in that area to really prove themselves. Yep, definitely. So, we're going to kick on to the NBL now. So, the NBL this weekend, uh, so far we've had uh, Melbourne United to play against South East Melbourne Phoenix. They won 90 points to 88 last night. Uh, Perth Wildcats won 89 points to 80 against New Zealand Breakers. And uh, for the rest of the weekend, we've got Tasmanian Jack Jumpers up against Cairns Taipans. Brisbane Bullets against Illawarra Hawks. Adelaide 36ers against Sydney Kings. New Zealand Breakers playing again. Uh, they get double headed this weekend. And South East Melbourne, Phoenix, who are also backing up. Cairns Taipans and Melbourne United on Sunday as well. NBL table looks like this. Got Melbourne United in first. Sydney Kings in second. They had 10 wins so far on the trot. We'll see if they can go for 11 this weekend. Illawarra Hawks in third. Uh, Perth Wildcats fourth. Tasmanian Jack Jumpers. You heard any weirder names than Jack Jackjumpers? Uh, apparently it's an ant, some sort of aggressive ant or something like that, from what I understand.
1: That's no, a different one, that's for sure. There, it is. Good on them. <laughs> yep. Hopefully, hopefully they do well. I know it's their first season in the comp. Yep. Um, but yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, it's a good league, actually. It's, it's. I've watched quite a bit of the Sydney Kings and Cairns Taipans, my, probably my favourite team, then Kings after that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely another game It's great to go and watch live.
0: Yeah, I like to watch NBL now. It's very competitive. So uh, a couple of years ago, they were in a rebuilding phase, but they've got good imports coming over now from unis in the US, and that's. Uh, been a massive benefit to the whole competition. So if they've got the right players at the right clubs and not over on it, and the whole competition's close and pretty good, and having the jack jumpers in, is good that they're running fifth at the moment. If they were down the bottom, it would be a struggle. Um, but it's a second professional side in a professional sport in Australia for Tasmania. The other one is obviously their cricket side and T20 sides. Uh, got South East Melbourne, uh, Phoenix, they're sitting in sixth. Brisbane Bullets seventh, Cairns Taipan's eighth. Adelaide 36 is a ninth and New Zealand Breakers. They're having a tough year again. I think they're playing a lot of games on the road as well uh, after the back of the last couple of years, which have been tragic. Uh, Super Netball this weekend. We've got Vixens against the Giants, Swifts against the Magpies, Firebirds against the Fever, Thunderbirds against Lightning, and the ladder for that Super Netball. Got West Coast Fever on 8 points. Adelaide Thunderbirds are on 8 as well. Melbourne Vixens also 8 Queensland Firebirds on four, Giants Netball's on four, New South Wales Swifts are sitting on zero, along with Collingwood Magpies and Sunshine Coast Lightning. Uh, There's plenty of time to get going there. It's only up to round three this weekend, so there's more time to see the Swifts move up and the Giants make a big dent in this season. So Super Rugby this weekend, got New South Wales Waratahs women's side. They're playing against the Queensland Reds women's side at Eric Tweedale Stadium at Parramatta or Maryland's as it is. And uh, that's on tomorrow afternoon. I think it's 2.30 kickoff. You can come along and see some of the stars of New South Wales women's rugby playing in that game uh, this weekend to shoot Shields. Round two. So we've got Sydney Uni playing at home against Ramwick. We've got Eastwood against Eastern Suburbs. Warringah against North. Southern Districts against Gordon. Manly against West Harbour. And um, West Sydney Two Blues played a second home game of the season. Eric Tweedale on the back of the Waratahs women's games against Hunter Wildfires. Hunter wildfires look pretty good I was at the game for West Sydney 2 Blues last weekend Doing a bunch of interviews I'll be doing again tomorrow uh, It's pretty exciting times Pretty happy about everything that works with that So get on down if you want to get a ticket uh, About 20 bucks a ticket I think uh, It's probably worth the mission just to see me And tell me how bad a job I'm doing So if you've got uh, nothing else to do That's what I recommend for tomorrow Local soccer, got both Napene Football Association, and Blacktown Association. The games have been called off this weekend, except for Rugby League games, which Napeon decided to play anyway. That's the Women's Premier League. Uh, got two games this weekend. Amy Plains against Lowlands. I don't know where they're going to play it because everywhere is wet. Uh, Colo against Glenmore Park and got Springwood have the buyer. So Napine have said those two games will go ahead. That might change due to weather. But at the moment they're on the cards. Uh, local rugby league's been cancelled again. Hawkesbury Saints, they're still not trained in the AFL and uh, in the local netball. It was on this afternoon at 3 p.m. House-off's been cancelled due to weather. Uh, we we're supposed to have Wildcats playing against Town Oakville, uh, Colo A2 Caroline side against Colo A2 Maddie side, London A1s against Colo A2 Sarah's team, Wildcats A-grade Teal against Riverston and Poppets against Colo A1's Tamara side. So that's not happening now, so... Uh, your boy's gone down and checked out the local netball. you married, Daniel? Yes, mate. No. <laughs> have <laughs> Probably not a good idea to go down and check out the netball. So. Nah.
1: nah, nah I'll, I'll give that one a pass. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yep. So what other sports? I recommend you go and check some out, Gus, while you're over here. So the move you made to Australia, is this going to be a permanent one? You love the country that much? You want to try and get citizenship and maybe get a job with the Socceroos or something, skills oh, development? I'm
2: citizenship already. Oh, you I have get, it already? I get, I get, yeah, I got a Bible. Yeah. and my, and all my family. Only mm-hmm. my wife, she born in um, North America, yeah, in USA. So she's resident permanent. Yeah. But uh, all the rest, my kids and me, we are a citizenship. Yeah. That's so, so happy. Yeah.
0: That's good. So, how old were your kids yeah,
2: maybe, when? M- you maybe one day, which uh, called me to go assistance or something. Well, I yeah, know, make make the I right phone know. calls. You got connections there with Nick Montgomery, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like. So, yeah. if it's if it's about connections, I will be there on Monday. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, stay in the stay in a, the good it, books. It's
0: not that way. Yeah. So, ever, are you guys into horse racing?
1: Yeah, I don't to we'll watch a bit of it. Yeah, yeah got
0: yeah. got Queen Elizabeth Stakes on tomorrow, so it's going to be a mother on his track at the moment. Though that's the big race for tomorrow, Queen Elizabeth Stakes down at Ramwick, Race Eight. It's the Pretty much, it's the second weekend of the championship, so for the lead up for the Everest, which is in October, I believe. So, tomorrow, race eight, you've got uh, nine runners in this in Queen Elizabeth Stakes. Got Think it over. Nashville Real is riding it, sitting at 34 to 1. Uh, Zaki, Jamie Carr's riding at 5.5 to 1. Uh, I'm Thunderstruck, Mark Zara's riding at 13 to 1. Mount Popper, William Pike's on at 61 to 1. Uh, what are all right there? Darlison, so. Chad Schofield's on it, 81 to 1. This is the favorite here. Very elegant. James McDonald's on it 320 to 1 at the moment. These are all the odds from uh, TAB by the way. Jueus, uh, I think that's how you pronounce that. Uh, Joshua Parr's on that, 6.5 to 1. Um, Monophilia, this is the one I'd be jumping on tomorrow. So if I jump on it, it's not going to do anything. So I'm 150 kilos. Uh, Hugh Bowman's on that. 6.5 to 1. That's my hot tip. Monophilia. If it wins, you can thank me later. If it doesn't. Lose my phone number. Uh, Animo, it's uh, I've got Tommy Berry on the back of it, four eighty to one. So I'd say, by the look of that, it's be hard to judge it because there's been so much rain this week. Uh, on a normal track, you've got uh, very elegant sitting out there, a favourite and Animo second, but Monophilia looks good. Maybe one of these longer shots that could be good. Think it over. Might be pretty good. Nashville <laughs> is a good jockey, so. What sports do you normally get out to and about? Guys, when you're not involved in football, what does your life involve?
1: Uh, for myself, it's the basketball. But, yep. um, my wife's heavily involved with that and my son plays um, youth league with Penrith. So he's doing quite well there. And um, Now my um, middle daughter's playing reps for Penrith now as well. Um, and death, so my youngest daughter will end up playing, playing there as well. So, <laughs> But um, yeah, no, it's definitely a great game to get out and watch live. Yeah, Really enjoy it.
0: Yeah, it's uh, So they play at Cambridge Park down the stadium at Herbert yep. Street there? Yeah, that's it. And uh, how's the basketball comp work? Is it the Seabull comp or what do, What do they call the competition that they're in, the level? So you obviously got the NBL and you've got levels below that of uh, all yeah, the reps. Yeah,
1: they've just changed it around a bit now again. Um, they got the M- NBL one or something like oh, that yeah. rolling around now as well, um, which is pretty much like a second division for the NBL. Um, but yeah, so... It's all pretty much Sydney based and up to Maitland I think we go up to for there. Um, yeah, that's no, exciting times.
0: Yeah, yeah there's been some good basketball players that have played out of there. One of the recent ones, I forget his name, young guy's gone over and signed in the NBA a couple of years, um, last year might have been, so his second year into the NBA this year got drafted, it's our third round draft pick or whatever. Just cannot click it off the top of my head. And you have Matt Nielsen used to play for Sydney Kings there and He's coaching over in whatever the second level of the NBA is, or it might be in the top level now as an assistant coach or something to Brett Brown. But yeah, there's a lot of people have uh, come along that pathway and gone through there. So yeah, no, there's quite a
1: few juniors that are yeah. even playing NBA now as well. So it's good to see.
0: Yeah, our bigs basketball over in Uruguay, Gus, is that a big sport?
2: Uh, I think it's a second second sport. Is they play so good, so good. Uh, we got the problems uh, because Uruguayan, the size, we are... I mean, we got tall people, but not over two meters. So we bring... We, we import from North America, from the universities, because it's too expensive, not yeah. from NBA. Uh, two players. I think they got um, spots. They got uh, two spots, each team, to bring Americans, which is more emotion, you know, more... But it's a lot of people go to the basket... And they play so good, good skills. Uh, we love. It. I, I've been watching last week here junior basket in M- MCY or Y M C Stadium. because yep. uh, I've got um, relatives, um, parents. There, there was playing there. Yeah, so that, um, that the one
0: down South Windsor is it or yeah, Boy Park? So yeah. Yeah,
2: so yeah, yeah. I've been watching uh, Daniel Daniel Ross. He's a little boy. He's his parents, um, my my brother. Um, and, and I've been watching them is under sixteens. They they play the grand final. At, I didn't know I was a competition. I went to the final, and they play so good, so good. The the young blocks, they move the ball quick. They they're good technique. They're a lot of triples. Yep. that's good to see. Yeah.
0: No. I've seen a couple of football videos you done with some kids down. was down the beach. So what beach was that at? where you training the? Oh, youth that kids? was
2: in Uruguay. Because they called me when we went for, when they called to my son, the national team Uruguay, um, we went there. We we was there for spend time for three months, and I used to play football with uh, another place that they, they, they do in their academies, and they call us to go there to the beach. That, that that was in um in the east of the um the country. The beautiful beaches there, and. We just changing, you know, the things and yeah. talking about stories from here, because complete different. Actually, Matt Borg, the footy coach under foreign national team Australian, he called me last week because he wants to go to do a trip with the footy, you know, um, Australians to go there, and we share you know, and we change. Yeah, I'm I'm doing a lot of things to 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 make connections with Australian sports, I mean, football and futsu and Uruguay, because they, both of them, they love the, the cultures and they're interesting. Like you you asked me, how is Uruguay? The Uruguayans wants to come here to see, yeah. you know.
0: Ask how Australia is, yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 because it's so um, nice to be here. I mean, the, the five, six players I bring for, no, nearly 10 players I bring to play in Australia, they they was so happy to be here. They talk to all the rest, you know. They take pictures and everything. They are so impressive with the kangaroos. They they never <laughs> see kangaroos on the street. <laughs> saying, oh, I thought it was a movie that, but that's <laughs> real. Yes, yeah, so yeah, it is everywhere.
0: Yeah, it's right. So, who's who's the best football player you've ever played with? Who's the best football player you've ever coached?
2: Oof. The best one that I play, he was Jorge Sere, that's a goalkeeper, goalkeeper of the, he's, he's, he was a world champion in 1988 with national, national team yep. in Uruguay, and he was champion in America's Cup in 1987. He's a great human, he's a great keeper. Uh, and now he's is, is coaching and he's commentator. He's doing work in the radios and
0: yeah. Did he used to play like a keeper sweeper or just sat right back in the box like some of the
2: old-school guys? No, now they change a lot. He told me about that uh, What they use him now is a keeper player. I mean, yeah, It's, it's, it's like any is like anything in the life. I mean if you need a live and he got aptitude to do three or four different things. You're gonna choose that one. Yeah. That's that's now ne- keeper is not only the keeper. It's, it's like Daniel. Daniel's got a good kick with his left. So I've been watching from. I told Dean Berdesham in, in, in Hawkesbury, He helps a lot. Mine. He's 35, 36, 39, 39. <laughs> but he's look a man. If he's healthy. I mean, he is he's another football when, when when they when they push up, they put the pressure on the our defenders. He helps a lot. He he, he got a he gives to Santi Perez, the top scorer in Hawks. He gives I don't know, but five six goals easy, yeah, just from the keeper. He, he used the left foot perfect. So that helps a lot. It's an addition. It's a plus thing to to play.
0: Huh? So, cause you play high up the park, obviously, you're, you're playing a high press most of the time. So you get a little bit exposed. Um, by doing that, you're pushing up. You're overloading by pushing uh, it's, forward wingbacks.
1: So it's not so much pushing up the whole squad up higher. Yeah, so we're not we're not playing like a full press on them. Um, it's more playing out from the back and all that sort of stuff as well. Retaining possession of the ball, um, manoeuvring and setting up the play more than anything. Yeah. Um, as far as what Gus is saying, they've setting up the, the goals there, that's just the quick counter-attack where yeah. I can yeah, quite often put the ball over the top of the defence there. Um, so do have a bit of a weapon on the left foot, so um, it definitely helps.
0: You cracked any in from playing up the park a little bit?
1: Uh, I've claimed one off the deflected off the <laughs> defender's head. We're straight in. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I've come close a few times, that's for sure. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: I remember whacking a free kick years ago from inside my own half and it's gone over, sailing over. The keeper going, gone, yeah, 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 I've got that. And ball's hit the ground, skidded, and he's flicked it up and it's nearly gone in. And I'm like, sweet, nice goal. I turned around, started running backwards. One of our players that pretty much all the way on the way into the net, he's tapped in and go, yeah, look at my finish. What are you talking about? I put it over the wall, it's hit the ground, skidded. It was a little bit miskicked, to be honest with you, a little bit long, but it's hit the ground because it's wet and dewy. All skidded. The keepers just lost it, and palmed it and flicked it up. Then my mates just come along, Johnny on the spot, tapped it in. Oh, I was following that, lock, like, or oh, whatever. That's the only one you followed up in about <laughs> twenty years. Seriously,
2: it's, it's a great question. What you did, uh, that one. What you done? The the one you say, uh, if if you if you. I mean, the old school with the keeper it happens with the with the players as well, because uh, I've been talking with Ruben Sosa. You know Ruben Sosa, the yeah. legend, Uruguay legend. Yeah. Like in Inter, like Recoba was a yeah excellent player.
0: What did Inter Inter a lot of guys, and they all like number tens or like attacking left midfielders. Like you have Ruben Sosa, and then you had Ricardo as well. Uh, Ricobo was a good player. So yeah, excellent player. W- yeah. All those guys they played very similar.
2: Well, they because they look Ruben Sosa. Yeah, I mean when he was a kid, his hero was Ruben Sosa, yeah. and Ruben Sosa told me one day I remember. He say, if I have to play now, nobody's gonna choose me because I only use my left. So that's what I'm saying is, what the coaches, the new coaches, is looking for now is to do everything. Yeah. You know, you can see the defenders now. The defenders can go up. They've got a good skills. You know, they. they that's
1: yeah. they're not the, the old old school meat and Just yeah. we're out there to hit people. Now yeah. they're actual ball players as well.
2: Yeah, it's right. It's Absolutely. like uh, you know, Steve Corica told me when I, I bring to remember Sebastian Gallegos. Yeah. We went to we went to with we Terry remarkable we went to Sydney FC, and Steve Corica he said to me, Sebastian is a great player, but he never come to recover the ball. So, only with skills you can play. You need a lot of things yeah. to get the spots to play. Huh?
0: Absolutely. Boys, it's coming up to an end here, so we're about four minutes to seven. Uh, thanks for your time tonight. I really appreciate it very much. So you had a good insight. Uh, I hope a lot of the people are listening here have enjoyed this. Uh, stuckman Sports Wrap back on Sunday night to do a wrap from 6.30 till 7, and weekend's results. Thank you very much, Daniel and Gus, for your time. It's been very enlightening. I've enjoyed it very much, and I uh, hope to chat you again in the future. Thanks
2: for having us. Thank uh, you very much, mate. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. was a, was a pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I will chat to you again down the track. Keep on listening to this, everybody, and uh, stay on Pulse FM, a heartbeat of the Hawkesbury. I'll see you all again soon. The Pulse of the Hawkesbury.
1: Pulse 89.9.